Welcome to Campfire Football. I'm Sebastian North. This is episode 38. And I'm just going to go ahead and give a little Europa League prediction because we have what feels like a much cleaner bracket. Well, it's not really a bracket because there will be another draw. But, you know, there's an outlay of 16 teams finally, which, you know, is a lot easier to work with than the 32. And in the round of 32, you just have so many surprises still because teams are a little bit more random the matchups are a little bit more bizarre and you, you do get some upsets but I think this is the stage of the competition where the better teams the ones that are actually good in their leagues and quality they show that they can also deliver on this stage and then the teams that maybe are punching above their weight we find out how serious they are about you know trying to go far in this competition it's happened before where we've seen a team that is from a smaller league you know, maybe maybe from one of the Far Eastern uh, European leagues, like, you know, out in Russia, like Zenit St. Petersburg, when, when they went all the way to the final and won it. And, you know, the, then you've got Fulham one year that was punching way above their weight and made the final. They knocked out Juventus along the way. So, th- look, the Europa League is a really interesting com- competition. I know that it gets a lot of flack for being, you know, the little we don't care type of sibling of uh, the Champions League. But at the same time, they're bringing in this other league next year, uh, another European league, which, I, look, I don't know. I think it's fine. I don't I don't mind. I think there's more opportunity for games, more opportunity for people to showcase it. I just don't know how much of an audience there is for sort of a mid-level European league. But what is true, I think, is that the Europa League is of a high standard now. I mean, the games that you will see from here to the end are going to be pretty good. Uh, when looking at these eight ties, I see to myself, there's, there's, there's some solid football to be played here. And teams that have a point to prove, you know, players maybe within some of these teams that were at the elite high level in terms of some of the top teams they were playing for and then have come to one of these to sort of rebuild their careers, or it's a club that is trying to get itself back to the place it used to be. And so this is a great stepping stone title to get there. All right, let's start off Ajax against Young Boys. Now, Young Boys, they really made a surprise. I did not think they were going to get passed by Leverkusen, especially after the first leg. They, they, they managed to scrape by with a 4-3 victory. But then, amazingly, uh, they, they actually closed out the second leg and just knocked Bayer Leverkusen out of the competition, uh, which, yeah, I was very surprised about. But they're facing Ajax, a team that really is very strong. They knocked out Ligue 1 leaders Lille. It's a lot of L's. And really completely outplayed them. I remember the first leg I watched, Lille were really, really struggling to keep hold of Ajax to try and l- limit their chances. They got a, a lucky goal from a horrible Ajax mistake. And then Ajax just went ahead and turned up the pressure, scored two goals back-to-back in the away leg, brought it home, and again, we're just too classy. They scored a goal when Lille were able to tie it up and were going for it. They scored another. Devin Neres gets one. And so Ajax, I have to pick as the favorites here. Even though young boys have done a good job, I think this is one of those stories where a club did well in the group phase, got by a couple other rounds, found themselves in the round of 16, and are now dealing with a giant and I think Ajax are going to go through. So Dinamo Kiev against Villarreal. Uh, honestly, I don't think this is going to be an exciting tie. I think D- Dinamo Kiev are going to do a lot to make this um, a low-scoring defensive game. They're very difficult to beat. They got past um, Club Brugge, 
by drawing it home on one and then just going and winning the away leg one nil. Villarreal knocked out Red Bull Salzburg by by a score of four to two. They were very good, but you know I I, I don't think this is going to be a very easy tie for Villarreal. But I do pick them and their quality to get on the top. I know Spanish teams have struggled in the Europa League lately. I don't think Dinamo Kiev are going to be the one to really put Villarreal to the sword. So I'm picking the Spanish outfit in this one. All right, Roma versus Shakhtar Donetsk. For anyone kind of ignoring this one, I'd say keep an eye on it because Roma, first of all, are a very good side. They're very good this season. They've been doing well in Serie A. I don't think they're actual title contenders, though, you know, mathematically they're somewhere in there. I do think that Roma have the type of team that's able to go far in this competition, but the problem is that they're going up against Shakhtar Donetsk. This is not the Roma side that knocked out Barcelona from the Champions League three years ago in that amazing comeback. This is a good Roma side, but playing against a very stable Shakhtar. This this club so consistently either gets gets into the Champions League, and if they do well in the Champions League group stage, they'll, you know, they'll get into the later round, they'll get into the, the knockout round, probably lose in the first knockout round. If they don't, then they go third, and they come to the Europa League, and very frequently they go very far or have won this competition. So there's something about Shakhtar that to me feels like they just know what they're doing here. And Roma also have a lot to worry about in Serie A. I think they re- that there's a a titanic battle for the top four just to make it to the Champions League. There's six, seven teams involved. Roma, they may have their attention divided towards the league. And so I think Shakhtar, who really they cruise to their league almost every season. It's them or Dinamo Kiev. And funny enough, both of them end up, um, you know, in this competition. Although Dinamo Kiev were knocked uh, and, and in this round of the competition. So it's going to be very interesting. I actually think Shakhtar are going to go through and knock out Roma. All right, the next one. This is great. Olympiacos against Arsenal. Rematch. If you don't remember what happened a couple years ago, I mean, this this is going to be huge. Arsenal were knocked out with a last, last minute winner by Olympiacos. And I think, look, here's the thing. Olympiacos are running away with their their title in Greece. They've they, they, I think they've been beaten only once all season. Arsenal, on the other hand, out of the League Cup, out of the FA Cup, nowhere near the hunt in the Premier League table to get to a European spot. This is all they've got to get into a European competition next year. For Arsenal, this is, they just have to avoid relegation, which they're going to do. I don't think they're going to be able to pick up the points to make it into the Europa League. So this is how they rebuild themselves as a club. They win the Europa League. They have to do this. So look, desperation doesn't necessarily get you where you need to go. The reality is that I saw something from Arsenal in the way they beat Benfica because they went 1-0 up, then went 2-1 down, and it didn't look good for them, even though they were playing quite well. And they and they just, they just kept their patience, kept the pressure on, and their quality and determination ended up coming through. They beat Benfica, and I was impressed. So I got to go Arsenal on this one to go ahead and settle the score. All right, Dinamo Zagreb versus Spurs. Now, I know a lot's been said about how Mourinho is – Struggling this season, maybe he's not going to get... But look, this is a title that Mourinho absolutely can win with this squad. I mean, if I look at these last 16 teams, Spurs are definitely in my top three teams left in this competition in terms of what they have capable. Look, their squad is basically CL-level talent, right? It's a Champions League-level team. You've got just so many players that are internationals for big international teams, and... I mean, this, this is a club that we all think should be at least 
punching around fourth, fifth, sixth in the Premier League, you know, based on the rest of the competition. They should be in that conversation. And then I got Dinamo Zagreb here. Look, Croatian club has made it this far. The question is, are they the type of team that's willing to dig grit and do what they've got to do to beat a team like Spurs to move on to the next round? Or is this going to really just be too much for them? The way Spurs have been dominating in this competition for the most part, I have to pick them. I, 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 you know, Dinamo Zagreb knocked out Krasnodar, who really weren't, you know, that strong of a team. Spurs have coasted through. They haven't really played anyone that's put them under pressure. But that's also because they're able to bring Deli Alley, Harry, you know, Deli Alley and uh, Gareth Bale off the bench, who can make a huge difference in these games. And they're having a great time in in in, in these sort of sub competitions. So. As that competition builds, I think Spurs are going to go ahead and and they're going to get by this one. We'll see who they get drawn with in the next round. I think for Spurs, it will have to do more with who they draw round to round than if they're just the best team and capable of winning it. I think they, they're going to need to avoid one or two other teams to make sure that they can go the distance and give themselves a real chance. But I got to say, they're going to go to the they'll, they'll go to the quarterfinal. All right, Man United AC Milan. This is the tasty one. This is the one that when you look at, it jumps off the page at you, pops out the screen. You know, I mean, AC Milan, they've got Zlatan who won this competition with United just a few years ago. Here's the thing. Based on form, I guess maybe United are the edge team right now, but really based on squad depth and quality of the squad, you have to go United. Based on where the these clubs are going this season, sort of the momentum that they're building and and where their season's taking them, you kind of have to say United are have the momentum and are going in the right direction. Also, AC Milan, they were top of the Serie A table. They had this amazing run, of un, this unbeaten run that went on for ages in the first half of the season. And just recently, they were smashed by Inter, have not just lost their lead at the top of the table, but Inter extended it by four points. And now AC Milan... Yeah, maybe they're in a title race with Inter, but they're also got to look over their shoulder, make sure they're not in an actual fourth race for fourth spot. And I mean, they are mathematically, they're definitely, you know, that they have to look behind them as well. So I think all of this tension, you know, they come crashing down to earth, uh, AC Milan, Serie A's become a little bit more real and difficult for them. Man United have a PL, a Premier League run in that for them is important, right? But I think they're pretty close to assured a top four spot. I think they also know they're not really going to challenge City for the title. So they're going to make it to the Champions League most likely. They don't need this as a ticket to get there. They've also got an F into the FA Cup that I'm sure they're interested in. So is this their top priority? I don't know. The reality is I don't think it's AC Milan's either. So when I boil it down, I just think Man United's quality will win out here and they will be the ones to go through. All right, Slavia Prague Rangers. This is a this is an interesting one because Slavia Prague just knocked out Leicester, for anyone that didn't know. Slavia Prague is also the ex-home of Thomas Susek for all the people who wondered where this guy sprouted from. Well, it's this team. And if you've seen them play, they are very organized. They're physical. They're strong. They have a lot of different weapons to be able to score goals. Sounds a little bit like Rangers as well. This is going to be a high-octane affair. It's going to be high-intensity, physical. Look, Rangers have wrapped up the Scottish League. It's done. All they need to do is win, what, one, two more games, and it's over. So they don't even need to think about that anymore. They have to be professional, but they don't need to think about it, really. This competition, they can absolutely go after and secure automatic Champions League qualification 
and also get a title. I mean, Gerard is really, really picking up steam. This team's still unbeaten in their league. The way that they went past uh, Antwerp, 9-5 on aggregate in the last leg, was, was crazy. It was totally crazy. But what was interesting, too, is that they really, that was a back and forth leg. That was a back and forth tie. It was really not until the second half of the second leg where they were able to stretch themselves clear. But they're exciting to watch. Rangers, I think the way they're playing, why not see this as a genuine, why not see them as a genuine contender for this Europa League? Because they can totally focus on it and they're rolling. But Slavia Prague are going to be a very, very difficult team to get by. I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring affair, but I do think it's going to be intense and fun to watch. I just back Rangers. And the final one, Granada versus Molda. So these are the two teams who, when you looked at the uh, sets of ties in the last round, when you looked at the draw, these were two teams you assumed would not make it to this round of 16. Granada got by Napoli, which you have to say that is... That was that's impressive. Napoli, I, I I know that they're a good team. Napoli have a lot going on. Granada are also a good team, but but what's really amazing is how well they dealt with Napoli. Uh, really, really just edged them out over the two legs. Molda, well, I mean they got by Hoffenheim again. I don't think anyone really thought Hoffenheim would fall to Molda, and you know they'd have three three thriller in the first leg, second leg. Molda go on the road and win 2-0. Really good smash and grab performance. As far as Granada go, they've got Diego Martinez, who is La Liga's youngest manager. They are doing excellent. They're actually in the hunt for Champions League spots for next year anyway. So they're they're killing it. They're doing great. This team was just promoted back up to La Liga just a couple of seasons ago. So it's exciting to see. I studied abroad in Granada for four months when I was uh, in college. And it is very close to my heart. So I'm actually really pulling for them here. But I also do think Granada have what it takes to get by Molda and get through. So just to cap back off, here are the teams that I think will be the final eight. I believe that it will be Ajax, Villarreal, Shakhtar Donetsk, Arsenal, Spurs, Man United, Rangers, and Granada. All right. Maybe I'll be right. Maybe I'll be wrong. We'll all find out. So far, my Champions League picks are doing okay. Uh, I'm hoping to end up 50-50 somewhere in this. But we'll take a look. We'll see. Hey, for any of you out there, go ahead and write down some of your picks for this because it's it's fun to see where it ends up after you just picked something because you can't possibly know. That's I think this is more unpredictable than the Champions League. All right, everybody. Thanks for stopping in. This is Campfire Football. Europa League predictions. Have a good one, everyone. Bye.